Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA gaming and sports. On this episode, we discuss players you detest because of an APA gaming experience. We interview APA Hall of Famer and two-time tournament winner, Brian Wells. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA gaming podcast. Okay, welcome to Double Take in episode 34. This is Kirk Weber with my brother, Kevin Weber. How you guys doing? And thank you for joining us again. Uh, we have another fun episode where we interview Brian Wells, um, APA Hall of Famer, and more on him in a few moments. It's a, it's a good listen, so stick with us on that. Uh, one thing we wanted to get into was we had asked listeners um, last episode and the one before that to go and uh, like us on the anchor app not because we're trying to get likes it doesn't really do us anything but you got to go download the anchor app on your phone um, or device and uh, you can leave a voice message a minute voice message and the question is a player that you despise because of an APA related incident you know something that happened that uh, you you just don't like them because of an event Okay, yes. and we've mentioned and, several on the show in the past, and yep. we had a few in a few past episodes, stuff like that. So, and we said anybody that uh, gives us one, we're going to play it. Well, it didn't; it wasn't too hard. We only got one so far. All right, and that's uh, our buddy and uh, previous interview that we had a few episodes ago, uh, Don Provisario, who um, gave us a, a voice message. He 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 kind of worked through doing it, but he finally got one in. Right, Gav. Yes, um, and it wasn't. I mean, he figured it out, and and Dom's, you know, up and down, I guess, with technology. He's got some, you know, things he can do well, and some things that it was a little bit trickier for him. But he figured it out, so it wasn't too hard to do. Right, so. and he did. He did exactly what we were hoping for. So we could use this as an example and still leave the option out there for people to give us um, a vocal feedback because yes by listening to this and I, I hope you all kind of believe me when you when you hear this it's way better when somebody's telling it right yes um so let's let's he- hear it for a second and you know and you know right here and then we'll come back and just kind of have maybe a little reaction and then you can maybe think of your own and do that and it'll be it'll be fun yeah right we just want more people to participate with us on the show and this is a great way an easy way to do it all right, so here's what Dom had to say. Hey, guys. Dom Provisero here. Um, I finally figured out how to work this voice message thing. Um, player that I hate in APA, uh, APA baseball in particular, uh, Miguel Delaney. Why Miguel Delaney? Well, many years ago in the 80s, uh, I was playing in a uh, league playoff series, and the manager I was playing with uh, stole home with Miguel Delaney and I lost the game and the series. So since then, I've always hated him. I hate Miguel Delaney. I hate Miguel Delaney's children, his family. I hate the car he drives. I hate the dog. If he has a dog, I hate him. And if I ever saw him at an autograph show, I would pay people not to get his autograph. Miguel Delaney, the player I hate the most. 
Okay, well, so that's what Dom has to say. Miguel Delaunay. Um, yes, he, not one of his favorite people now. That's for no, sure. No, no. Um, kind of, kind of vile. Kind of, kind of really doesn't like him or his dog or car or autograph. Right. Yes, um, that's right. Or anybody that wants to get his autograph. Right. Right. So you um, do not steal home on Dom. No. And you do not do it to make him lose a series. Otherwise, you know, you're dead to the world. That's the way right. it goes. Yeah. You know what I think would be funny is if you could. I'm sure that the asking price on a Miguel Delaunay baseball card is not very high on eBay or something. No, I would not think so. Um, maybe even one that's autographed. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would even pay the shipping, to be honest with you. But <laughs> but it would be funny if he was sent one. <laughs> yes, yes, that would you be know. funny. So yes, I don't know it would be worth, the, uh, worth that, but, you know. Or, um, you know, something. If you were at a card show and you found a Miguel Delaunay card and you just sign it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't <laughs> need him to sign it. What are yeah. we, we going to uh, authenticate it through PSA or something? No, you're not going to. No. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brick it, right? You know, I'm going <laughs> to. Yes. I'm going to have that thing slabbed, authenticated. No, we're not going to do that. But it would be... Uh, would be funny to send a dom if you were able to do that. But it might be yeah. hard to find a Miguel Dillonay. <laughs> Who steals home too, you know? Stealing right. home too. They That's must crazy. have been playing with some crazy boards or some master stuff or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you um, don't – in the basic game, you don't get steal a homes too often. That's for sure, you know? No. But that is – that's funny stuff. That's the sort of thing we're looking at. Now, he went with an Apple baseball player. Um, but really, it could be any of yes, the games. Yes, any Apple game, know? whatever you got. You know, right. basketball, yeah, <laughs> football, golf, soccer, hockey, whatever you got. Up. Um, bowling, horse bowling. racing. Yeah, I mean, there's a horse you hate. You know, you want to right. cut its head off and stick it in somebody's bed. You know, whatever you got. Okay? Right, right. Um, so good stuff. Now, speaking of good stuff, we have some more good stuff with uh, Brian Wells coming up, and. Um, it, you know he's a he's a fun guy to talk to. Um, if you don't know Brian or, or his dad Greg, they're both uh, 2013 inductees into the Apple Hall of Fame. And Brian was is the youngest guy, and sometimes I think he has to deal with that a little bit. He was a guy that um, was a you know kind of had some interesting things happen to him at a young age related to Apple, like winning a tournament when he was nine. Um, but he loves this, and, and he loves Appa Gaming, and he loves Appa Baseball and Cards and Dice. And he is involved a lot in tournaments and likes to talk about the tournaments. And uh, he's been to many, many, many of the national conventions and likes that experience. And he does know a lot of people, I think, you know, just because he got involved early with his dad and so forth. Um, but he, he's a big fan of the game. He's on the message boards a lot. He's on Facebook, but he's got a different kind of uh, different generational attitude about yes. about um, you know what you know what app is about and where it can go. Um, so I think it's a fun listen. He's um, he's you know obviously somebody that has a new a different perspective, right? But we're getting back a little bit more to baseball, I guess, on this one. So um, we're looking forward to sharing this with you. And right after a quick break. We'll come back with our interview with Brian Wells, so stick with us. 
Okay, well, we'd like to welcome Brian Wells here to the podcast. Uh, he is an Apple Hall of Famer, and uh, along with his dad, Greg, and he's uh, one of the youngest. Are you the youngest guy in the Apple Hall of Fame? Uh, I believe so. Be. I, I yeah, think you are. So. And um, he's still alive, too, so that's, yeah, nice. that's always good. <laughs> There's some yeah. dead guys yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Several. we... Um, he he's kind of coming on to talk more specifically about you know Apple tournament stuff among other things Apple related. So you know we like we always do we'll probably go into a few other areas. But uh, but welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thank you guys. Thank you. It's really great to have me. I've enjoyed listening to the episode so far. Oh right. well, thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess you know you you've listened before. Give us a little background on your Apple origin. Uh, yeah, sure. So, so my dad, like you mentioned, he's an Apple Hall of Famer. So he started playing Apple 60s, 70s when he was a kid, um, or 50s. I'm not really sure, but I think 60s. Um, <laughs> sure, you want to appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw at least at least three shots at my dad. Yeah, maybe he was um, an original purchaser of the game. You know, yeah, I think know. when Sites first put it out, he was the right. first in line. Was, yeah, he was a, somehow your dad amazingly was a kid in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is amazing. Really is. Um, so I think he asked me to play, presumably, as if I ever have a son, I'll ask him the same just because I've played it for my whole life. He just wanted to see if I'd like it. Um, and I'm extremely competitive, so I don't remember how often we played. I just know that if we, if I won, I wanted to play again, and if I lost, I didn't want to play for years. So yeah, yeah. the way the way I remember it is we started playing in either 2000 or 2001. Uh, my first game I know was the 99 Cardinals because I was a McGuire fan when I was a kid. I think I just knew McGuire was good and I wanted to root for a team that was good. So yeah. I became a Cardinals fan. Um, Kent Bottenfield was the ace of the team. Like it was a bad team, but that was my, <laughs> that was my first venture into APA. And I get the story from my dad. I mean, it's, it's, it's been 20 years now. Uh, apparently I read about the tournament somewhere. Either he told me or I saw a tournament in the APA journal. And I asked if we could if we could go in the summertime when it rolled around. And I was now going to be nine years old. I had maybe played a dozen games of APA maximum. I mean, and a tournament is a minimum of ten games. And I, I don't mm -hmm. think at that point I had even played ten games. And so these yeah. were all only against my dad. Now I'm playing against other guys. And my dad was like, "Listen, I think he was a little reluctant, um, but he said something like, if you get good grades.'" I'll take you, but it's, you know, it's fourth grade. So yeah. my handwriting grade was a check plus and I got to go to the APA tournament. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there you go. So, so we went to the first tournament and, and I, I remember a lot of the experiences of that first tournament, but um, that resulted in me winning the tournament. And I don't know, I, as ridiculous as that was, I used to think that I don't know if I would have pursued APA, for, APA further if I hadn't won the tournament when I was nine, I may not have sparked as much interest as it did to be like, I have to come back next year. But I think I ultimately would have, as I grew up, just from fascination with statistics. Yeah. But it's tough to tell which came first, my fascination for statistics or my enjoyment in playing APA. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's really grown from there. So. And your dad's interest too. I'm sure he would have. Yeah. You, know, you see him doing his thing and you're like, okay, hey, can I do this right. too? But, Especially uh, now. Especially yeah. now, ever since I uh, left for, for college and now beyond, he's been playing a lot more replays or I've at least understood his leagues a little bit more. Now I've joined mm -hmm. a male league that he's in also. So I think if I had been around when he was playing as many games post my high school graduation, I would have probably been more in tune with it as well. I'm mm -hmm. sure that um, 
it definitely hooked you though winning that you felt like okay this yeah. this is cool <laughs> i've got to try to do this again because it felt great and that's the beautiful thing about apple baseball um in comparison even to the other games is that it's pretty simple to get into that and just play it you know like if yeah. it was an apple football tournament it'll be a little bit more complicated to just jump right in after a few handful of games at your house you know right you could probably do it but it'd be a little bit trickier but you know put the lineup together roll the dice hope it goes your way have a clue about baseball you can make it right. happen you know right. and i look back and i used to think you know people didn't like that i was there because i was a kid and that, now that I think about it, I think it was the fact that when I rolled the dice, I insisted on reading the results myself. And it's, if I'm rolling a 34, the guy knows it's a 31. He's already written yeah. down that it's a flat of center. And meanwhile, this kid is scrolling the card for five minutes and then going to look in the book for <laughs> like, five minutes. It's a 31. Okay? <laughs> right. Like 99.9% yeah. well, sure. of the guys fly out to <laughs> yeah. center there, even right. if they pull the ball every time. Right. And so I think I used to have this complex of like, ah, oh, they don't want me to be here because I'm a kid i think it's not i think they don't want you to be here because you played like 15 games and they just want to hurry up and move along yeah. to the next round because <laughs> right. that's the thing about tournaments i mean they are a long haul even for the the most yeah. diehard apple fans i mean you're there all day and like when you get home you know there's a few days you're like okay i'm good i don't need to roll in yeah games for, a few for days. sure i think everybody's <laughs> kind of like that yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and and it's i Every year, we'll get into the conventions, I'm sure, but every year launches around the same time. And I always say, we have to be at, lunch, at five games of the 10 by lunch. If we're not at five games by lunch, then we're going to be here till 7 p.m. And then we're, yeah. people are like, I got to leave for dinner. Let's play later tonight at night. No, let's just, let's get, sit, let's sit down. Let's talk between the games. But like, I'm yeah. very open to having a conversation. But when it's the middle of the third inning, I don't need to hear all about, you know, my Jim Bottomfield, Jim Bottomley is a great pitcher. This you is know? why I better this guy in this spot right here. Does she? Right. Yeah, that's great. Okay, right. you know, yeah. thirty minutes or less. That game should be, you know, really <laughs> right. seriously. Yeah, in the nicest way possible, though. Right. You know, like... So that's you... great, and he just struck out. Okay, good. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, how like what uh, do you do some regional tur- tournaments as well or I know you've done you know the national stuff but um, wh- what ones do you normally participate in um, the first regional tournament I ever participated in was the Michigan APA tournament in 2015 mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. were you guys at those tournament you guys go to that tournament I was right? at that one um, 2015 yeah I think I've been the last four I think I was there in the last this. three I think yeah yeah was so, that the one with with the dead ball era was that that one? That was the first one. I don't know. I don't remember because I, I think, think that was I know, second. I was at the I was at the dead ball era one. That was the first one I went to, and I think it was maybe the second annual, second okay. or third. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I had just joined the Apple Baseball Facebook group, and so I got inducted into the Hall of Fame in the summer of 2013. And there was a lot of, you know, why is this guy in the Hall of Fame? And I completely understood their point of view. <laughs> so I was like, well, look, if I'm in the Hall of Fame because of my presence at the at the APA tournament, then maybe I should try to go to these other tournaments if I can make it. And the first Michigan tournament, there was an ad for it on the APA baseball Facebook page. And I looked it up and it was, it was like an 11 hour drive or something absurd, but I knew I was going to be home for spring break bored because our spring break in school at Mount St. Mary's, the, the flag over my head um, yeah. was in the end of February because we also had Easter break. So they didn't want them too close uh, together. So I'm home in the end of February. It's winter. None of my friends are home. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'll just drive to Jackson, Michigan. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing better to do. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, I went all the way out. I, I emailed Pastor Rich Zawadzki and said, I'm going to be 
be out there. And he was really, really nice. He actually, when I got there late, he's always really, really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, It wasn't just me, Uh, but I left early and he, I went to Cracker Barrel with his family and it was, it was a great time. And uh, then if I'm getting the years right, that summer we had a tournament in Philadelphia with like partnering with the boys and girls club in in Philadelphia that Brian Cavanaugh runs. Uh, He's in the hall of fame now as well. And so I went to the Philly tournament a few times, the Michigan tournament only once that drive. I was yeah. like, All right, that's what team did you have in the Michigan tournament? Do you remember? Definitely the 2001 Seattle Mariners. Okay. Because so I think that what, well, man, that might've just been, okay. I don't know. Kirk, Kirk was going to have the Mariners, um, in Chicago, in Chicago land, they got canceled. That's what was he, mm-hmm. yeah. how'd your Mariners I do? I know I made the playoffs and it was a one game playoff and I lost to a Yankees team. I think some thirties mm-hmm. Yankees team. Oh, I, I say definitely, I, I think I used the Owen Mariners because that's who I always brought to the Philly tournaments. And it's yeah. because I won that 2008 championship with the Owen Mariners. So now I can't bring them anymore, but yeah. I just always loved that team. I love the three yeah. B starters that are, you know, mm-hmm. but they, they just hit and hit and that's what's fun. And they so. walk and walk and walk and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and walk and steal right. bases. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yep. And it's more modern. I know all the players, yep. you know, I brought, yep. I brought the 1911 or 12 Philadelphia A's once cause dead ball was kind of becoming a thing at the tournament. And I was just, it wasn't, yeah. you know, I've yep. said this a few times, but it's just when I fell behind for nothing, I was done. I was, I'm already ready to just move on with the game. And then I was like, all right, I'm, yeah. it's, let's call it. Like, hit and run, hit and run. I'm yeah. going to sacrifice. Oh, great. Okay. Right. How about we hit a home run or something? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like home I, mean, run sorry, I don't mind it, but yeah, it's like home run Baker. Wow. He's got yeah. like three zeros. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I So feel. if you were, if you were going to put together a tournament and have a theme, what would your mm-hmm. ideal theme be? If you, if it's just up to you, like, okay, yeah. this is the kind of thing I want to play in. What do you think? I, I would want the restrictions on the usage to eliminate the teams like the 30 Cardinals or the 16 Brooklyn Robins or whatever the teams are that have these guys with six plate appearances and three doubles. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a rules restriction. First of all, I always like the tournament concepts that are non world series teams or maybe hmm. below 600 winning percent as that's really high below 550 maybe something like that the yeah. first tournament i went to in 2002 was a sub 550 i believe it was sub something and that's why i brought the 2000 arizona diamondbacks yeah and i like I, it doesn't need to be that low where all the teams are mediocre and it's two c starters in the three-man rotation but i i would like the idea of not everyone brings the 27 yankees and yes. i i do like that the regional tournaments have signups but for me I want to use the same team at the Epic turn. I always bring the 2004 Cardinals because it's my favorite team of all time. And for as long as they're able to be brought, you usually don't see a duplicate of it. I'd be, I don't really want to – I just want to use them. They were a World Series team, though, so that would knock them out. But I like these tournaments where you have to use a little bit of imagination and not mm-hmm. like, oh, I was deciding between the 27 Yankees and the 77 Reds or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. It's nice when it's like – teams that you got to dig a little deeper that aren't part of the great teams of the past groups or something right not that those are bad you know but you know there still might be some teams there but not like those top teams that everybody thinks about i think that's pastor rich's tournament last year was a little bit like that i think it was sub 600 is that what it was kirk yeah something like that and so that made it interesting and and fun because half the fun is trying to find the team i think yeah. And I've gotten a lot more. I joined a league in 2015. That's it was in 74 when I joined, so it's in 78 right now. 
and I actually bought the 1983 set before the quarantine started. So I've been doing mm. like a solitaire thing with 1983, and yeah. I just get I get really invested in these these random players. Like I get excited about Sixto Lescano and yes. I don't know who's the I just traded for Rick Camp, and I just can't Rick wait for Camp. his two Rick Camp good was years. such a dork, man. You see, you ever see a baseball card of Rick Camp? He was the nah, oldest baseball like. player of the 80s. He, I mean, yeah, right. people so, look dorky in the 80s. He was a 80s, solid and, player, and yeah. he looked yeah. dorky for somebody in the 80s. I mean, like, yes. yeah, I remember him. I'm like, what a dork, you know? You can't lose I, Rick Camp. I have like I have a bunch of guys from like these 80s Mariners teams or the Orioles teams when they just weren't as good anymore, like uh, Al Bumbry and Tom House mm-hmm. and Rich yeah. Dower. And I would like to use these or face these teams where I know these guys who maybe had great years on a mediocre team. Like I would love to bring some Andre Dawson teams and compete yes. as opposed to just finish three and seven in tournament play but enjoy having Dawson and Carter. Mm-hmm. So, so is it a, a card and dice league or, you know, you obviously it started 74. What year are you guys are going to be doing now? Um, We're in 78. We just, in 78. I got to play some games today. Yeah, I'm behind. It, but, is, uh, it, is it a card and dice thing or a BBW thing? Just cards and dice. I've never yeah. actually done BBW. I've always yeah. just enjoyed rolling the dice. I don't know. I, yeah. I've tried BBW, but I was, I, it's a different type of game for me. It yeah. At that point, if I, cause for me, I've grown up in this video game era. So if I'm playing a computer game with baseball, I'm going to play MLB the show. But if I'm going to get into the stats and the, the hardcore nitty gritty of it, I'm going to roll the dice and use the cards and have it all spread out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Now, do you keep score on paper or do you use something uh, electronically? I For my league games, I do it on paper just for the old school feel of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I do that. It takes forever, but I like mm-hmm. to do it. But for the solitaire league I do, I basically just drafted up 12 teams from the 83 set. And I do that through ball score and ball stack. And, you know, I play most, I don't play the master game, but I take the basic game and just use as many advancements as I can find online. I have actually this paper right here that I don't know why I'm holding it up, but it has like steel success chart and Mm. um, out randomizers, power randomizers. I just find like little things to kind of spice it up while I'm playing. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You ever see guys asking about stuff like that, like on the Facebook groups and stuff. Right. but it's like, dude, I, it's, it's your it's your game. Yeah. Do what you want, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got tired of uh, in the basic game. If if I if I did this fantasy draft or this league and and I invested heavily on defense, but then this Ozzy Smith's got eleven errors in the first twenty games because I keep rolling that forty one e six. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of it? So I wanted to kind of find something to to, mm-hmm. to make that a little bit more realistic. So. Yeah. But that's yeah. again, like you said, that's the whole point of Apple as opposed to these video games is I can pick a card put it on another team and change the rules a little bit to make it fit wherever i want mm-hmm. and you're really just like adding a few advancements yeah. uh, so that it's more specific and real so there's nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah yeah so you're in the league there you've also uh i think it said on the website or something that since uh what 2002 you've participated at the Apple convention um tournament and you've done that sort of thing um but of course we didn't have one this year um is that uh... it's 2006 but i've been yeah i i started in 2002 the only one i've missed since then is 2006 so i've been mm-hmm. to whatever however many years that is but uh yeah i hadn't i will admit we'll all miss this year i think i was going to miss this year anyway due to work but yeah i've been to at least 15 at that point mm-hmm. yeah um how would you compare that experience to going to something like a regional tournament like in michigan or something yeah like the jackson one or whatever sure so the regional tournament the first difference is i was by myself 
I didn't know anybody there. And also it was a one day, like I showed up Saturday morning. I sat at my assigned table. I met the guys I was going to play with in the down, in my downtime. I met a couple of other guys. Um, and there was a couple of guys I recognized from the Facebook group. It was like, it was very quick conversations between games. And then as it wrapped up, we were sort of being booted out of the room that we were in in the restaurant because they had to open up for dinner that night. So mm-hmm. it was pretty, I don't want to say unceremonious, but it was like, it was, it was come in, here are the rules, mostly just have some fun. And we did. And then it was over and it was a great time, but the APA convention is more so now than it, than 10 years ago. It's a week long event. Um, my first tournament back in 2002, we were commuting to Lancaster because we lived about half an hour away. So we showed up for the Friday night ceremony, which was a dinner and the rules reading. And then we drove home and the next morning, just like the regional tournaments, you have your all day of gaming. But um, last year I, I had to come late for work, but 2018, I showed up for the Saturday tournament on Wednesday and we mm. got there at, we got there at about 1130 PM. We, we actually arrived at about, I'm this is the second shot I'm going to take at my dad. We arrived around like 9:45, And at one point in the car, just kind of casually, we're in like five minutes from the hotel where they have free water. And I just kind of was like, ah, oh, I'm kind of thirsty. So my dad whips around into this McDonald's who for some reason could not figure out that we just wanted to buy two bottles of water. We must've been in the drive-through lane for an hour and a half. It was unfathomable. <laughs> but so we get to the hotel a little late but it didn't matter how late we got there because there was a horde of guys. I would say a dozen guys. There's this big table in the uh, in the lobby uh, of the hotel, the Hilton Garden, and it's all Apple guys. And then we sat out there, and everybody's got coolers, and we're just sitting around talking about baseball that first night until past 2 a.m. for a few guys. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, so now we're at Thursday, everybody drives over to the warehouse, and that's where John Hurston's working, of course, and – you get to see the room of, of all the Apple cards looks like the, Lanc- the Lancaster warehouse or any warehouse you've ever seen before. Um, and it's cool because you can kind of siphon through it, but there's just, I don't know why I think this is so cool, but there's this gigantic box or bucket of dice, like all the red dice in one section and all the white dice. And mm. it's just thousands of dice. Mm. Um, and it's exactly what you would expect a game company's warehouse to look like, but it's really cool. And yeah. Harrison has a lot of good stories about, you know, the people, the, the customer reviews and the things that are happening that day, the complaints that have come in during the day, just things mm-hmm. like that. It's just cool to be there. It's almost like you're working there that day too. Um, the area is very nice. And then Friday, the Friday convention used to say, let's say it starts at 7 p.m. And you start off with the rules reading, which is very slow and a couple opening remarks then there's the Hall of Fame ceremony, which is always great. No matter who goes in, for whatever reasons, it's always always just great for that person. They never know it's coming. They always feel like they don't deserve it. And I, do any of us really deserve to be in the, the game's Hall of Fame? But that's what makes it so, so great. Um, there's a lot of – my least favorite part, and I say this every year, there's a lot of uh, stand up and sit down if, if you, you've done this. It's like stand up if you're in the Hall of Fame. Stand up if this is your first tournament. Stand up if it's not your first tournament. Stand up if you've won a tournament before. And then Herson's always like, stand up if you've won two. And then they're like, oh, there's the young. He won when he was nine. And it's uh-huh. like, yeah, everybody in the room, nobody cares. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's that. And then uh, dinner at some point in there. But that used to be all it was. And now it's. There's a guy in the convention room 
setting up a table for the saddle racing game, or there's a guy in the convention room with a table for the football game. There's the hockey championship going on. Roy Langens has brought the boxing game and he's doing a demonstration with that. Um, no one, of course, this podcast, you always got to mention the basketball game. No one's bringing the basketball game. <laughs> yes. so, <laughs> Why not? Um, I hear that every episode. I've never seen Apple basketball. I have only heard the <laughs> atrocious things about it. So, um, <laughs> But, but there's so much uh, demo going on. There's the Home Run Derby Friday afternoon with the new Home Run Derby boards. And mm-hmm. it's, it's actually what's ironic is for the guy, I go to all these tournaments, I participated so little because I've gotten to this point where I just like to kind of float around and watch all of it happen because there's just so much happening at once. Before it was, if you're not participating in the only event that's going on, then you must not be participating in anything. But now mm-hmm. there's seven different spots in this small room where somebody's playing a game and it's just really cool to be there to talk to those people and that's where you meet all the newcomers too because for me if i've been for all the ones i've gone to there's there's so many people that i know really well but there's also just as many people that we want to have come back and those are the people who you find just kind of looking on at what's happening and i'd much rather talk to those people in some fashion than than those i've i've seen for so many years mm. And I will say one thing about the Apple tournament though, and I think it's especially relevant now. I've always for for years carried some hand sanitizer in my pocket because it's a lot of handshaking going on. Yes, for yeah, sure. That's true. <laughs> and yeah. I used to think, you know, I'm I must be a weird germaphobe. I might be offending some people. But I think finally this is the moment now where I can finally yes. do this without shame. Right. <laughs> yes, I think you're true. right. You yeah, know, because so. I mean, that's the thing. Like I know that tournaments are one of your things and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, APA is, um, originally created as a game that is a face-to-face, um, you know, game and, and tournaments are, you know, lend to that. You can do tournaments over, you know, the internet if you want and stuff, but yeah. it's not the same thing, you know, and yeah. part of the experience is the camaraderie and so forth. And that's really what tournament events do, you know, so. And sometimes I sometimes worry that the camaraderie is what turns people off from coming in a way I've seen. I don't know how often you guys go on the Delphi. Do you guys use the Delphi boards very much? I go on there, but not as much as others. I, I don't yeah, ever write odd. anything. Only I just kind of. Yeah. yeah. During the beginning of the quarantine, I was just desperate for people to talk to. So I was just posting aimlessly on the Delphi boards. <laughs> just It mm-hmm. could be any topic. I was just talking. But uh, I don't go on there as often. Things are not as bad now. I remember in high school, there was just always just venom about any topic. Um, just people getting so worked up and especially the tournament. And I think um, when I was listening to the, the interview you had, the one I, I, I had emailed you about, I, what was his name? Now it's, I'm blanking. I'm sorry. Um, oh, Steve, uh, uh, it's, uh, the set card sets, team sets for you. Yeah. Jeff, is that his name? Yeah. yeah Jeff Emerson. Emerson. Jeff mm-hmm. Emerson. So when I was listening to that and he said, Oh, I, people are buying these single game sets for tournaments. It used to be people say, on the boards, hey, how come there's no updates? Why is nobody talking about this? Or how come this person got to go in the Hall of Fame? Why is it only people who go to the conventions? The convention seems to be kind of a click. And that's just not, that's not the case. It just happens that many of the same people go. And there used to be like, how come the tournament has to be in Lancaster? And then it was, why is it in Las Vegas? Or why hasn't it come back to Las Vegas now? Or why did Hurston have to move it to Atlanta? Is he an idiot? No one's down there. The company's all Northeast. But now the tournament is as big as it ever was in Lancaster. And 
there's more new people every year. There's more young people. I'm not, I haven't been the youngest person in the tournament in 15 years, which is, it's, that's maybe hyperbole, but there's usually someone, some guys brought their son or it mm-hmm. also doesn't help that I get older every year. Um, yeah. there's usually, <laughs> that normally usually, is what happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually, but that's, that's great because like for in 2008, I was the only guy there under 40. Like that's, mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing. Um, so, uh, I mean, I I'm will just, tell you that on our podcast, when we look at our listenership and it kind of breaks it down by age, I mean, yeah. our listenership is like 90% 40 and over, you know, like right. it's, it's yeah. just right. like, that's how, that's the demographic, you know, but and that's it's men, why, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, and that's true <laughs> of the tournament still. Um, <laughs> though the tournament last year for the first time ever was won by Amy Wicks, the first female. So mm-hmm. that was, and, and as I forgotten that it happened, I was gone. I was looking up the tournament results last month. I got into a conversation on the boards about this, where it felt like there's only really, for those who don't attend the convention, there's only like a negative perception of what goes on. No one has seemed to talk about the fact that we, oh, we don't have enough women. Well, a woman just won the ABBA convention. So well, why this, don't we? Yeah, this last that? year, the same thing happened in uh, the Michigan yeah too. exactly mm-hmm. exactly so it, it it happens it's not like these people don't exist and I, it's you just want what i never understood because we say the demographic is 40 and older when i was on the board i regret a lot of the things that i said on the boards because i was just getting swept up with the mob i was 16 or i was just immature mm-hmm. but now i think like i would think that a lot of these guys who are this upset about what goes on should just come to the convention i mean we're mm-hmm. all adults just come and see it instead mm-hmm. of kind of commenting on it from afar. And you can't fix that. I'm sure. But I don't think people understand how welcoming and how friendly it is. And every year after the convention, guys on the boards get up on their soapbox and my dad included and say, you know, you're missing a great time. You're missing these great stories. And it's, it's more than just the stories of the game. I've learned a whole lot about baseball from, from being there. And it's part of what piqued my interest in the seventies and eighties. Cause a lot of these guys who I consider friends, uh, kids in the 70s and 80s so i've learned a lot more about their favorite players through it but it's also just like Rick the Camp number of stuff yeah yeah of course Rick Camp. Uh, <laughs> who else I, I i by the way i could spend three podcasts talking about my 1978 team i mean this is all i do i text my dad i'm like i can't believe jerry mumford is gonna be this good in like 1981 so yeah you've been saying that for for four but years but it's 1981 right. you know it's not a full season <laughs> right. okay yeah right <laughs> Yeah, like I can't believe no one took Mike Norris. I, I stole him in the fifth round. But yeah. Um yeah, that's what I this is what I do for fun, especially in the quarantine. It's just stare at my team. Because I yeah. I've gotten off topic now, but I, I was the worst team in the league three straight years. I just can't <laughs> wait for like nineteen eighty. It's all I talk about. I'm gonna yeah. kick your butt in nineteen eighty. Yeah. Wait till <laughs> we get out of this decade, yeah. people. Yeah. I also completely misread the fact that people in the league are not that competitive. This is just a hobby. Like I'm like sending, like, uh, you know, I'm talking like I'm talking in my fantasy football league with my college friends about like 19. I'm like, wait till Brian Downing shifts the outfield and Gary Carter's the full time catcher. No one, everyone's like, do you have an illness? Like, why are you sending these emails on a work day at like 2 p.m.? Right. So, uh, you're making that 1 a.m. <laughs> trade proposal and stuff. And, <laughs> right, yeah. right. And also, that's the other thing. I did not understand. My first year, I had an A. I had Tom House, who's an A. And a guy emails me, he's like, I'm interested in House. I was like, oh, I'll get Do you have a first-round pick? He's like, a first-round pick? Are you crazy? I was thinking like a third round. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. It just offered me that next time. That's why <laughs> when I do trades now, I've learned that in my league. And I'm in uh, like a, you know, 
a league that uses the new cards every year. Yeah. But I just asked the other dudes, and well, what are you thinking? Because you know sometimes they're thinking a first rounder, and you're thinking a third mm-hmm. or whatever, right. and you're like, okay, yeah, right. that's. And I've good. seen some of the yeah. trades that have gone on in the league. I think I can fleece a guy for you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's another mm-hmm. random guy on my team? Mike Eastler. Someone might offer <laughs> me some picks for him as he starts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is what I do. I get way off topic. Or you find that guy that, you know, he's a big Red Sox fan. So he wants all the Red right, Sox. Exactly. It's like, okay, right. well, so, you can, you know. <laughs> yeah. So my dad was in the league before me and he started, he got Schmidt and then he got Brett. He had the first pick two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So he didn't need both. Right. I said to him, why don't, it's a DH league. Hold on to him until which point that you get blown away by an offer. And I don't know what he ended. He took an offer, like the first decent one that came up. And I said to him, that was a mistake. I mean, George Brett, he's not as good as Mike Schmidt, but he's as good as – like my third baseman is Larry Parrish. Like you could have traded him for a lot more than what you got yeah. for him. And a few <laughs> – a couple months into that season, a guy – decided he, he just couldn't be in, he had too many commitments he couldn't be in the league anymore so a friend of mine who comes to the tournament mike davidson um he's on the boards people call him pengy if you've seen it but uh, pengy comes into the league and he basically says <laughs> i will not stop until i get george brett so he sends this absurd package of like three first rounders and a couple of golf like, fame players just for George. His team is abysmal. Yeah, nobody but George. But he's Brent. got George Brent. But yeah, and, he, and my dad's like, my dad basically traded him for ten cents on the dollar compared to the trade that for George Brett. And that's what I'm holding out for. You know, yeah, I'm right. just, somebody is going to. But the thing that sucks is, Tom is that that all carries. Oh yeah, Tom Underwood. <laughs> All that stuff carries over for the next the next sucker that gets that team. It's like, why don't I yes. have a first round pick for the next decade? Yes. Look, like, this so, idiot trading them all away for right. George Brett. Right. So this, this league is, now is eighteen. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just thinking, it's like, who's this guy that thinks Mark Belanger is going to be my shortstop for the future? <laughs> right. Or something? Right. So this league started with with ten or twelve teams. Now it has eighteen. But my team was an original franchise. And they started in 1960. So it had been going on for 14 years by the time I I took over the reins. And I one time got a hold of the league's historical file. And my franchise made the playoffs in year one. And then they had not finished above 500 in the next 12 seasons. And I take over the team. And so I was asking her, I was like, what happened to my team? And they said, oh, the old owner, he used to trade just to trade. Like he would get a good player and then just trade him for two middle relievers just because he he likes those guys. (laughs) So when I took over the team, I had – my best player was Bob Watson, and I had, I had only pitchers that were like four-year guys who were all terrible. Like, you know, I can't remember the names. The worst Clay, thing is you Clay know, <laughs> yeah, you know, going down the road, this guy is gonna suck. Okay, right. yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, okay, I should be good in like by 78. No, I, no my whole team will be retired by 78. I got See, if I draft a guy 2019, he might be good next year. He might suck too, but he could have right. a good year. Yeah, I don't know, right. but right. you know. That this guy's not good. Right. And then, you know, as guys have left the league, we had a thing in our league where a friend of mine, he had a terrible team, and he sent a joke email that he was tanking. And so somebody said, he needs to be kicked out of the league or I'll leave. And we didn't kick him out of the league because it was a joke. And so the guy left. But he had, like, one of the best two teams in the league. This is the year after I joined. I would have gladly taken one of the best right. two teams in the yeah. league instead of this dumpster fire that I've been playing with for six seasons where I'm just hoping my, my, my best player right now is Mike Lump. Like, none of my guys can hit. <laughs> you know, when you – have you ever had a winning record with this team? No. So, no. No. My worst year is 
20 and 60 out of the 80 games. Last year, I really thought I had it. And then one year, I think there was some collusion going on. Because on the road, I went like one and nine. Uh, yeah. I, and yeah. I, I had a good team last year. I, my, I have – I'm playing a lot. I have Eddie Murray, Andre Dawson, Gary Carter. And then I just did a trade-up to try to land Bob Welch pre-draft. But the team ended up taking Welch instead of Ozzie Smith. So now I have Ozzie Smith. I mean, that's a consolation prize, but I'll take it. Yeah, so I do yeah. have four Hall of Fame hitters. It's just a little too early for them to well, start hitting. Well, Ozzy Smith's a Hall of Fame fielder. He's not a Hall right. of Fame hitter. Sorry. Right. And, he, <laughs> and he's okay by like 85. But by not, I mean, who knows? Will this league be around in 1985? Like, where will I be in yeah. seven years? So You know, right. Ozzy Smith, um, APA doesn't do Ozzy Smith justice. I mean, he was no. a great defensive shortstop and, and won games with his glove. But he doesn't right. do that in APA. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still well, a solid player. There's nothing wrong with having him, but, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, we talked about in the beginning where I said that's why I wanted to kind of change when I do a solitary league because mm-hmm. it's stupid to take Ozzy Smith, a shortstop 10, when he's uh, – is he any much, any better than Roy Smalley, who's a nine who can hit? I'm not just, really. Uh, if you're fielding one, different. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. he's, Ozzy Smith's uh, fielding is more valuable in a master game setting. Yeah, for right. sure. Well, exactly. Ozzy was a rookie – um, boy, boy, was it seventy eight, seventy nine, right? Well, seven, was it seventy eight? He was in the seventy eight draft. I don't know if he okay. only played a handful of games. I think he was like technically a rookie in seventy nine. So, like Trammell would be seventy seven, then right. seventy eight. I would right. much rather have Alan Trammell and Apple. Well, for that's his what career. happened. The team, the you team know. who had taken Trammell had the second pick, and they passed on Smith for Bob Welch, which then left me with with Smith. Which yeah. again, I have Bill Russell, so I'll take Ozzy Smith. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I like Ozzy Smith, and actually I got to meet him one time when he signed an autograph for my daughter, and he's a cool guy and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most people would think, oh, Ozzy Smith's a better shortstop than Alan Trammell. No, he's not. You right. Know? Not, and neither not, is Derek though. Jeter, by the way, either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Okay. <laughs> but it, I actually think, I think I read something where I think Ozzy Smith was in the same draft as Trammell. Yeah, I think he was. I think he the was. Like the actual MLB draft? Yeah, mm-hmm. the 76 draft. Yeah. And I think the Tigers, the Tigers drafted, they drafted him. him. And mm-hmm. what happened? There was something that kind of um, switched around and somehow he got yeah. moved or whatever. I There was yeah. something that happened there, though. But, yeah, I mean, I think he was in, he was in at the same time or whatever. But yeah. whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I'm looking it up now at this point. Yeah, drafted by the Tigers in the seventh round, and then it doesn't say anything happened. It says he was then drafted by the Padres in the fourth round. They must not have signed him. Maybe he. I don't think he got signed, and then he got drafted again. I think he yeah. originally because that that seventy six draft for the Tigers was their best draft ever. What what That's they could have done? Trammell, Hernandez, not Hernandez, uh, Hernandez Whitaker. Not Hernandez. Yeah, Whitaker, Whitaker, Whit- and yeah. um, I think they had uh, Jason Thompson and people like that. There's some guys that weren't on that eighty four team, but there were yeah. some other guys that were there. Well, Morris, uh, I think, was Morris drafted the year before. I think he was the year before. Was it? It was either. It might have been Petrie. Was I'm confusing the fact that they all they all come up because they were all in that 76 draft that I had, so yeah. I get confused with that. But yeah, there right. yeah they might have just had one. like a couple innings and then they had a card because you could right. only draft carded guys or something. Is that how yeah, you guys that's do exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I've been asked to participate in the leagues, like you mentioned, the more modern leagues. But for me, two problems. One, again, I can't deal with having a terrible team. At least I know my team will get better. There is an end in sight. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. two, I work in minor league baseball. And so I would put absolutely way too much stock in double A performance or triple A performance. Like yeah. there's guys who come through. I'm like, this guy is going to be absolutely incredible. <laughs> and it's either, either everybody else already knows he's going to be incredible or I end up getting stuck with 
Micah Johnson, the White Sox second baseman who can't field and or hit, so they just cut. You never like he was yeah. a top 100 guy, and now he's gone. Like I would have been yeah. all in on that guy. So <laughs> yeah, you know, that's yeah. the problem. I, I would. I like the concept cool. of that league you're in. I think that's kind of cool. I, I always like those kind of retro leagues a little bit like that. I mean, our Kirk and I are drafting currently still in this BBW league, this League of mm-hmm. Extraordinary Gentlemen. You probably heard us talk about it, but so yeah, it's yeah. a little bit like what you're doing. But you don't know what year. It's not necessarily going to be the next year, but you're yeah. kind of drafting a career of a guy, and you kind of know what he might produce. You know, right? So I, right. I like that. Yeah, and especially yeah, if you've seen their yeah. minor league career. I mean, how early in their careers do you draft them? Oh, these oh. are these are all like guys that have ended, I and mean, you could draft Mickey. Mantle. Oh, there's there's oh, current guys. I'm sorry. Too. Yes, and oh, there are current guys, guys too. I'm sorry. You can yeah. draft Mike Trout. That's right. That's yeah. right. But they, I it, guys talking about that. right. So it's a little bizarre, and they're all normalized, and it's yeah. It kind of it kind of gives you a headache if you think too much about it, but um, <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it goes okay. And we've been doing yeah. a draft since. Um, since June sixth, yes. um, yeah. And well, we have to draft. Like my right. wife, I heard. That I don't know. Last spot. My <laughs> wife is. She's like, yeah. Are you, I can't wait till this draft is over. This is, I'm yeah. like, hey, we're in yeah. round thirty three. We literally are doing like uh, a thirty two team, forty man roster expansion draft. Yeah, okay. that's right. I, you know what's weird is I remember where I was when I was listening to talk about this because I'm usually multitasking. I was like yeah. playing PlayStation. I remember hearing this and being like, wow, you guys have drafted. Well, our draft takes two days. I'm like, all right, let's wrap yeah. this up. Yeah. I heard you say that. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Seat, I laughed yeah. when you said that some people don't quite understand the technology of Google Sheets because I yes. cannot yeah. imagine. I cannot yeah. imagine what that's like. And yeah. they, what's even, I'll tell you one thing that is one of the best things, like the guy that runs it, Nick. Most um, enjoyable things. I know what you're going to okay. say. Yeah. And, you know, like every league has, you know, if you're doing a draft, you've got to pay attention, right? You, yeah. if you can't draft somebody that already got drafted, it happens more yeah. in like a fantasy football league, right? Well, in this sure. league, of course, the reference to it is it's an ass pick, right? Well, mm-hmm. they have it set up now. Because you're the, pulling it out of your ass. You're right. Like, oh, I'll take Mickey Mantle. What do you know? He's gone. Right. right. Yeah. And yeah. they so now if you try to draft somebody, it flags yeah. it automatically. Ass pick. And okay. it sends a thing to the Slack chat that says an ass pick has just been made. So it like, says, Oh my God, an ass pick. That's funny. It's great. Yeah. So, Every time. So we we have great. that we in a, in the seventy five or seventy four draft. I'm actually going through my I don't delete any emails. I'm not gonna be able to find it, but uh, the Dennis Eckersley draft. Someone took Eckersley like third overall or fifth or something like that. And we get to like the it's like the fourth pick of the second round. And a guy was like, I want Dennis Eckersley. It was Pangy, the guy I mentioned earlier. He's like, Let me take Dennis Eckersley. Everyone was like, well, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. I understand he starts as a reliever, but, like, he's been taken. Like, he's That's gone. Right. Yeah. He's, he's taken, like, 18 picks ago. He's like, oh, I, this is really, I didn't know that. So now now yeah. every year really? we have to endure jokes of, like, like our commissioner <laughs> sends out, hey, draft starts Tuesday. I was like, oh, is Stunner Sackersley available? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't funny when it happened, so let's just stop talking about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there is a certain element to that. It's like um, – and I don't know if it's always intentional, but it's like to the other people in the league, it's like, how dumb do you think the rest of us are that we right. all passed on Dennis Eckersley through that, to through like all the these rounds? Round, to the fifth <laughs> round. You know, maybe I was, you know, I might get him in like the fifth or sixth round, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know guy, what? You know. you know, these idiots haven't taken oh, Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley. I didn't have him yeah. on my list. <laughs> he said, 
we take Dennis Eckersley. It's it's like the it's it's the third round. He says I didn't I didn't see Eckersley get chosen. Which team? Blah blah blah. Someone's like he was taking fourth pick of the drafts. Hall of Famers don't make it to the third round. Round, yeah. right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, like, like and was, what what you need yeah. to do is check yourself. Like, right. I must have missed something. Yeah, you know, yeah. because right. there's no way the rest of these guys yeah. somehow didn't find that he was available. Yeah, the thought process <laughs> to be like Pete Falcone is gone. Wow, this idiot took Roy Lee Jackson instead of Dennis Eckersley. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well, hope that... he hears this. I'm going to send this to him. Make sure he knows because yeah. uh. <laughs> I want everyone to know that this happened. <laughs> <laughs> now, um. Uh, when you look at the stuff with your dad, he yeah. also does uh, some APA football stuff, and is he kind yeah. of into that? Have you yeah, gotten into any other that. APA football? Um... We've played we've played some APA football games. Um, we've played one at face-to-face for sure when I was a kid, and I won. And mm-hmm. I, I'm cocky. I hung, like, the score sheet up in my room, which is weird <laughs> looking back at it. But uh, <laughs> we only played the one. I, I, I played it head – it's S game. And I, Greg Baratik, you just talked to. I, mm-hmm. I love Greg. He's a great guy. Um, extremely intense. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that came across. You guys could see him yeah. on the video chat. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. as intense. Uh, yeah. I well, he's an offensive guard, so he's got to be intense. Right. Yeah. He's got to block <laughs> and somebody. He, right. And he's a Jets <laughs> fan, you know. Yeah, like, it's yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, I love when he tells the story about his dad uh, saying that Apple was serious and he wasn't allowed to come near it. One, because yeah. it's a good story, but two, because he thinks it is hilarious. Like, it is funny, but it kills him. Like, he loves it. And so I love hearing him tell it because of the joy he gets out of telling it. But uh, I've seen him play the solitaire. I've watched his videos. And I, I, I'm a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I always say I'll, I'll get a card set when the Buccaneers are good, but I've been saying that since like 2002. Well, we're so. Lions fans, so you know, <laughs> right, we're still exactly. waiting. You know? <laughs> I'm thinking about getting – at least this year they had an offense. I'm thinking about just getting it. And once I figure out defensive ratings, just cheating and making them a little better, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'll try it. But, I yeah, he, he's big, big in the football game. Um, I think he used to write in the Apple Journal about Apple mm-hmm. football back, yeah. back in the day. Um, but we, he and I have not played that as much. And now he is extremely into the hockey game. Oh, and cool. So I thought about, yeah, he plays a lot. He plays more hockey than baseball, I would, I would say, at this point. Hmm. Um, I personally, I don't know how much golf he gets into, but I've been really interested in the golf game. I listen to all the golf stuff you guys put mm-hmm. out because I play a lot of golf PlayStation games with my friends just online mm-hmm. because it's very easy to pick up. It's, right. It doesn't take – it's not taxing on my eyes or anything, like a shooter game. We have to stay focused. It's just golf. Um and I, I've been interested in in the, I've been dropping hints to my dad. My birthday's in like ten days, and I keep mm-hmm. saying to him, "Yeah, golf game's cool, a little pricey though. I don't know, and I don't mm-hmm. think he's getting hints." But that's... it's not as bad as some of the other ones. I mean, it's cheaper than a football card set, that's for sure. You know? yeah. yeah, I'm extremely mm-hmm. cheap. That's the thing. See, oh, my girlfriend's yeah. in the other room. I don't want to hear have her hear me say this. Admit it, but I am extremely cheap. Like, <laughs> yeah. so um, that's that's part of it. If, I, if my birthday's coming close, I'm gonna just try to pass that one off to him. See if I can get. I think, you know, it's like forty five bucks for the golf game. I think is that right, Kirk? Don't yeah. put numbers to it because then people will know how cheap I am. You no, see? So, right. <laughs> but, you know, they can yeah. look it up on a website. Yeah, just, <laughs> they, yeah. The, the app on Yahoo Store that they can. Yeah, go to. yeah. They, it is compared to I, I mean. I spent what is it like? I can't remember how much it is for a baseball set, and I like happily paid for the '83 set. But for the golf game, I'm like, eh, I don't know. That's a little. Price. Uh, I, I bet you the '83 <laughs> set costs as much as the golf game. 
Yeah, 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 if not more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, yeah. In your league, do you guys play with the master cards too, or I mean, uh, are... I think I have the cards with the master symbols on them, but we don't use the master symbols. You don't play, use it. It's, it's very basic. Like it's so okay. run a rule. Like if guys thrown out for being slow, he just stays. I mean, it's it's really simple. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, which just probably doesn't help my team even further because the defense, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine we do basic uh, game with some modifications so we use the the l and the you know l and m's and h and g's and all that stuff and yeah man I, i'd probably have the league record for for rolling a 66 when a guy's got uh yeah 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 so in my double. solitaire my solitaire i've thought about crazy i've thought about implementing that i gotta i gotta get more because i have the master symbols like Goose Gossage gave up like three homers and two blown yeah. saves in a row. And I texted my friend, well, this is stupid. I, Goose Gossage should be knocking these down. But I, I got to figure out how to implement that because well, I, I just remember Goose Gossage giving up, you know, home runs to, you know, Kirk Gibson and, you yeah. know, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, that, in his George prime, Brett, you know, in the, <laughs> I think it was the, the 80 playoffs. I think it was 79 or 80 when Brett hit a big home run off him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't have cable that. But either. if he does, I mean, I think it is a good thing. I think it is a good thing. Um, because yeah. there's certain guys that shouldn't give up a bunch of bombs. It's just a joke, you right. know? Right. And mm-hmm. guys wouldn't like that if you did that in a regional tournament because a lot of guys come with their, you know, literally, yeah. you know, their, their 1977 cards, you know, and they're yeah. going to play with the 77 Yankees or something. Yeah. But if you knew that or if you had the sheet or something, I think that really makes it more realistic, you know. Like, right. oh no, it's a double, because that makes right, a big right. difference for guys you bring in. You look for those guys, you know. Right. And I wouldn't like if we if our league did that for like the playoffs. I certainly wouldn't mind it. I I don't know this for a fact. I think it's as basic as possible. <clears throat> excuse me, because I think one to make it quicker for guys, just to make it yeah. more palatable, and also just so there's less possible mistakes. Because when I mm-hmm. I mean when I started, I messed up the stats a couple of times just. Like I don't think I realized that a sacrifice. I thought sacrifice hit also could have meant sacrifice fly. I didn't without seeing what our stat file looked like. I wasn't really sure what we were tracking, so I was just throwing things in there. Like I wasn't tracking pitcher errors like I was supposed to be. And so, mm-hmm. I think it's for. Cause I think a lot of the guys in our league. This is either their only league or their first league because it's it's a lot of the guys from the convention actually. And so when we are going to the convention, we say, hey, we're gonna have an opening. Would anybody like to join? And a lot of guys who are just interested in being in a league, like what I was, um, that's what, and that's why I think it's as basic. But you know, I, I've met guys who are in this league, but also have five other leagues that are far yeah. more advanced. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I think it's good to have both. I've been again, I've, I've like people have sent me the rule sheet for their leagues, and I just don't, once I'm putting in more thought than I really want. Like I just want to be like, great, I have Rich Dower. <laughs> just like I don't want to think too much about it. I want to look yeah. at. I, I spent a few days yesterday, a few hours yesterday, looking at the new debuts for 1979, just being like, "Am I going to get Dave Stibe or Bill Gullickson?" Like, where <laughs> that's as much thought as I want to put into it. Um, but I have fun with it, and that's what I think matters. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. So when you do have your job going in minor league baseball, what mm-hmm. what do you do? Um, I do sales. I do group ticket sales. Uh, when I graduated, I, I started working for the Reading Phillies double-A team in 2010. I was in high school. I was like a concessions job. And in, through college, I, I was a dual major marketing and communications, but I didn't, I didn't have – I wasn't going for like these elite internships. I was just sort of working for the businesses in my neighborhood as an intern, just getting by because I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, 
took the first job out of college that I was offered and it was uh, working for New Holland Agriculture, like a John Deere competitor for those, if it's not um, in your area. But I was not familiar with farming and like I'm in these meetings and they wanted me to proof photos for the new tractors or whatever. Like make sure the yellow is our brand of yellow. I just have no idea what I was doing. So, uh, I got a call from a guy he knew he was the intern coordinator in Reading. He knew that I was a concessions guy. I'd been there for six years at that point. And, um, a guy who I worked with had moved on to become the director of food and beverage for the team. So he had put in a word, he just gave him my phone number. Didn't even have a resume. And, uh, the guy called, I said, look, it's, it's, roughly $5 an hour as an internship. But if you come in, you can, if you kill it, you can, you can pick up a full-time job. And I was so miserable with my job. I said, what does the job entail? He was like, basically you're just making calls, trying to make sales. And then when the customers are here for the game, giving them the best experience possible. That's perfectly fine with me. I already know I've been at the stadium for so long. I'd be love, I would love doing that. Um, I thought I'd be okay with it at it. It turned out I was better than I thought I would be at the sales aspect. So, Last year, I decided I've lived in the same hometown my entire life. I wanted to graduate to something else, just move to a new city, and the Memphis Redbirds were hiring, so I moved on. Now I'm the uh, the group sales manager here in Memphis. They have both a minor league baseball team, the Redbirds, of course, and then also a USL soccer club, the Memphis 901 FC. Oh, that's so. Cool. So while baseball is at a standstill right now, soccer returns in July, on July 11th. So we'll have soccer games here. Not No meaningful crowds or anything like that. So it's not going to be a ton of work for me to do. But it's better than better than nothing, which it's been for the last few months. But mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I will say, you know, my, working in sports, a lot of guys, when I'm at the tournament, they ask. It's like they think I'm living the dream. It's a lot of hours for not a lot of pay. But it's just, it's really great to, when you're having a stressful day at work, walk outside of your office and you're at a baseball stadium. That's that part of it is is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite. And I, you know, right now I live downtown. I look out my window. I can see the stadium from here. I think that's coming from where I'm from, where it was just a, a rundown. That's 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 rude to say. It was a. It's an older stadium in downtown Reading versus a brand new stadium in a bigger city like Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been absolutely awesome being down there. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's Memphis cool. is a real nice city for sure. I think yeah. It's- seems like a cool place to live yeah Yeah. it's certainly different from from what the suburbs that i yes yeah it is and it's also you know not in the in the east coast kind of place you know it's a little bit southern there but there's a lot of stuff to do around there you know yeah absolutely i chose to live downtown can you guys still see me okay i I messed with my battery a little bit um i chose to live downtown too so i could be as close to the things that are going on as possible of course now nothing's going on like yeah. I, ever since that memphis is big on there in may they have a music festival and a barbecue festival and all these international things um and then all that got shut down it was moved to october this morning it was all canceled for the whole year so mm-hmm. like for months people were like just wait till may it gets the weather's great now it's just there's nothing going on it's hot but <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's still fun Beale street has not happened and there's no records no. going on at sun records no. right now of course. no Beale street is completely dead it is it is <laughs> shut down it's practically boarded up because i mean there was there was no riots or looting here but there were protests so as a precaution like you go to Beale street yeah. everything's just boarded up it's it's, it's mm. weird to see it adds sad. to the it adds to the myopia of being in a pandemic just how bored it up and shut down and closed yep. everything mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. yep that's cool so um 
just to kind of you know come back to a couple of things where yeah. um what are some of your you know your your playing in your league your uh you got future plans appa related you know you're hoping to do other particular things you know any other kind of um things you want to get into i mean you mentioned golf but like mm -hmm. uh if that could maybe work out but um yeah you know what are you looking down the road in the next you know year or so yeah <laughs> well uh so the solitaire league i'm doing i play that i've played that a lot during this time i usually find one project and kind of dive into it right we mentioned the football game a little bit i've i've been on the boards a little bit more lately i'd really like to find a basketball game that is good i know that appa doesn't want to venture into that but i know there are basketball games out there that are fun well we keep talking about it so maybe john herson will decide to do it yeah yeah i'm sure he listens every week yeah i'm sure he does he's a real easy to convince guy too like he cares about everyone's opinions yeah i'm sure he's like well they've talked about it on a few other shows so let's do it yeah you guys have talked to him right wasn't there a yeah we did i listened to that yeah yeah uh, yeah, he, he did say to us, he did say to us that if they ever came up with a new product, it would be basketball. And they certainly have looked yeah. at it. And they, you know, it's not like they haven't I mean, crunched yeah. the numbers. But yeah. that that was by no means saying we are going to be coming out with right. basketball. <laughs> you know, he's so. very, I mean, he's very pragmatic in a good way. I think he just yeah. knows what's going to make money. I mean, the football yeah. thing where it's like, I don't want to keep putting offensive and defensive linemen in these card sets because I'm spending a ton of money on cardstock and ink cars that you don't use in the game and people were like rebelling against him because that's what they've always known is having 90 cards mm -hmm. or whatever it is for the team and he said look that's great you can either have your 90 cards for three more years before we run out of being able like run out of the <laughs> business to support it or you can just have your 25 cards per team and still have a football game in 10 years mm -hmm. you know and he's very always been very good at just being direct at that um yeah, mm -hmm. I would I would like to try football but I I know that if I purchase the football game and I use the Buccaneers and I just keep getting killed. I'm not going to play it anymore. I'm just yeah. Because pissed. your experience has been, you have to have early success. Otherwise yeah. you're just going to bail right, on it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to take my ball and go home. No, <laughs> uh, if, if I don't shoot a 60 and when I play the golf game, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I listened to the guy. I listened to somebody say on your podcast that when they started playing or maybe it was one of you guys who said, the certain golfers based on their role, you can end up in the trees. And uh, I read it on the forums, like the, the concept of pitching out from the trees and, uh, and the golf video game I have, actually, I found the more fun courses I have are the ones that are impossible where you're just shooting it yeah. into these obstructions. And it's, it's so, and that's what I think I like. Prob that's probably because I'm, when I play golf, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> just shooting it into the tree. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what yeah. you do when you play golf? Right. Right. <laughs> like I'll never be able to put myself in the shoes of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers player and be like, man, if I was out mm -hmm. there, I'd be winning this game. But like mm -hmm. I play golf, you know, I, I, I am fine with struggling in Apple golf because I don't <laughs> yeah. expect to, mm -hmm. to, to yeah. be able to replicate it. So right. I think I, my dad champions the hockey game. I like hockey. That could be interesting. I've never tried soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I ever will. Probably. Yeah. I used to yeah. tell him. Herson had sent me a couple of copies of the soccer game in hopes that I would film a promotional video for the soccer game. But the problems were one, I had nobody to film me. 
two, I didn't know anything about soccer. Yeah, so that's, then three, that, I'm, actually, that's one. I don't yeah, know anything about yeah. soccer. Right? I, I would kind of say, I'm like, well, I'm not really a soccer fan. Like, yeah, but you're a young guy. People will turn into the videos. Don't right, you like soccer? Video... All the young guys <laughs> like soccer. Well, no. <laughs> if the video starts and you're saying, like, hey, I'm Brian. I don't know anything about soccer. Here's the guy. And you're mispronouncing guy. all the names. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 Like, here is Masa- Lionel Masai. And uh, yeah. it says yes. he shoots. I don't know if it went in, but it's right. Masai. So let's right. say it went in. Uh, like, <laughs> I, it would have been. So I never did that. And so I have like three copies of the soccer game that are not. Offsides. Open. I don't see a blue line. What's going yeah, on? Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what is the line of scrimmage? I'm not. So. But on the other hand, if. If he would have sent you uh, a new copy of the um, of basketball, you'd be right. all over that. Yeah. Right. right. Or <laughs> golf. Know? Listen, yeah. like, I'll film a promotional video, or at least pretend like I'm gonna film a promotional video for golf. Right. You know? Right. Um, what's the? You know what game I really like to play? My dad had an old copy. I used to just play the horse racing game because oh, yeah, that yeah. one you could just take eight to ten horses, and that's like you can do that solitaire and just get really fired up about whatever. Because I didn't. It's not like. I mean, I don't know if there's guys out there who know the horses very well. I'm sure there are, but I pulled mm-hmm. out like, you know, it's like, let's say the 75 horse racing season. It's not like I'm like, oh, remember this horse? That was, mm-hmm. he was great. Uh, so I don't know what any of them are, if any of them are good. I'm just pulling 10 random horses out of the box and sorting them all right, out. Can you name rolling. one famous horse? Oh, yeah. First of all, Smarty Jones. Big. <laughs> Smarty Jones is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, you don't because... say Secretariat or Seabiscuit? No. Well, I was thinking recent. I was thinking recent. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would eventually right. come around to Secretariat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At some point. Um, yeah. I would God only. I don't. I'd only want to play with That's horses, like uh, somebody used to say, can you name a baseball player? You're either going to say Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Dennis Camp. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, of course. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, like Hector Luna, the Cardinals backup second base. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, because I remember how big of a deal it was. That was when I learned what the Triple Crown was. And I think that's why I started yeah. playing horse racing is when Smarty Jones came to the Because mm. people were like, hey, that hasn't happened and then it happened and i don't i can't even name the horse that did it like far funny side or that was another derby winner because that's the thing like that was like a big espn radio gullicking greeny mike and mike in the morning topic was like is anyone ever gonna win the triple crown and it happened and just nobody cared which is kind of yeah yeah right um but that's so i got into it because I, we, my family had a Kentucky Derby party for the only time ever, and Smarty Jones won, and it was really cool to watch. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this would be cool to kind of replicate in, in Afra. But, you know, I did, again, you don't know any of the horses, so it's, it, it was fun, the mystery of it, but after a while, it's like, all right. So, but if, right. if they had another, another game like that, I, would have, I love those kinds of solitaire games that are mostly based on luck, because baseball is based on luck as well, of course, luck of the dice rolls. But horse racing just felt, complete, it felt completely random. Yeah, so I, I think that, that um, I think if you if you get a copy of that, you could sell it and then get your your app a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you looked at how much those things sell for? On yeah, yeah I'm and, stuff? and bowling. Um, yeah, yeah. Bowling. Yeah. I, Bowling's I ridiculous. He, he had a he had an old my dad had an old bowling game I think, but I never tried it, and I I might have been too run down to even attempt. But those, I, let the, me uh, the 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 saddle racing goes for like i mean like 400 bucks like yeah, it's, it's like a lot if it's yeah. in solid shape and just know. decent you know respectable shape and those old golf games go for three four hundred bucks too vintage right. football i'm saying for 400 vintage 75 horse racing for 350 plus 16 dollars shipping mm-hmm. or best offer 
Okay. <laughs> My offer is fifty dollars uh, max. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's my best offer. Right. I'm not. I'm not who, who's had I think... this guy? <laughs> like the which racing year it is. Like, oh, if you had seventy eight, I would be all over that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be a good. That would be a good thing to do. Nineteen seventy three. Saddle racing, missing secretariat. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty-seven Yankees without right. Ruth and Gehrig. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be a good thing to do is to just go in on some of those people that are trying to bank on the saddle racing and then just ask for a different year. Yeah. You know, like, or you just, just you, oh, I misread. I misread. You just message them and you say, "Hey, I'll, I'll trade you my 1985 basketball for that." <laughs> Have a basketball. See if the one, 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 uh, what up on that one? What do you got? I'm looking up 1975 horse races to come up with a horse for this for this conversation. Be like, make sure it has foolish pleasure or ruffian. Those are the ones I'm coming. Right. Up. Okay. There you go. Uh, right. An American pharaoh. But that's all I got. American oh. pharaoh. Yeah. There you yeah. go. It could be like, uh, what's the condition of the American Pharaoh card? Right. Does it right? really matter? Yeah. <laughs> if Prince Thou Art is not in mint condition, I'm not purchasing. Who <laughs> <laughs> finished, finished sixth place in the Kentucky Derby that year? I know Ron um, does, um, you know, when we talk to him about golf, but I know he does stuff with saddle racing and stuff too, right? Uh, Amich? Does Ron Amich, do? yeah. Maybe he just did it at um, – Maybe he just did it at the uh, convention or something. The Michigan convention? I feel no, like I saw him doing a video on his YouTube. Oh, where there was he, a YouTube video. I where he was he was getting certain um, thing, sleeves to put his saddle racing cards oh, in. Oh, really? Well, maybe he is. I have to check that out. I haven't seen it. Yeah. That's cool. And he was, he was like kind of buying them a certain size or something and how they would fit. And mm. he, he films everything. It's great. You know? That's a pretty <laughs> but, good job by that. Yeah. Yeah, because like he was, I think there was somebody else here that was a friends with that was trying to find something. Because I, I would think that's smart to actually sleeve those because they're old and not, you know, they're valuable. So, <laughs> but, but he was showing, oh, it's a pretty tight fit, and he was talking about how many millimeters the sleeve was and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. Who won the race? <laughs> <laughs> right, but he was showing how he was cutting them and putting them in there and. Actually, I think he put him in the sleeve and then he would trim him off or something. You have to check it out. It's just talk about fascinating yeah. YouTube yeah. videos. There's yes. a lot. There's a by the way. There's a lot of things to that degree. I don't want to call it OCD. Everyone has the way they like things. There's a lot of that at the Apple Convention. Oh, well. there's a lot of that in all of Apple. Yeah. 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 Well, this is the way I do it. When somebody yeah. says this is the way I do it, that means I do it the best way, and you should do it like me. right. Right. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of. Like, oh, you don't keep your to your cards in plastic, whatever the sleeves are called. Uh, buy right, yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I just, you know, the cards turn brown over time. I don't know what to tell you. Like, mm, yeah, I still, right. bring, I still, I can still read the numbers, but they, I mean, but we're talking like, I bring the I. If you were to come to the convention, which I hope you guys do at some point, um, there is I have to do. I read the rules now. Like, I think Hershey just wanted to get me involved, so now he has me stand up at the podium and read the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to because I've come to so many of those tournaments, I don't like, nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear anybody read the rules. It takes forever. The questions are always the same. The questions are always, you know, can a pitcher hit? Can uh, the DH be, can the DH be a pitcher who's not going to ever pitch for you? You know, like how often can a 
pitcher with an asterisk pitch if you have a pitcher without an asterisk how many times can they throw in a three game like it's it's exhaust it's always the same question so i i address those and then i just come up with house rules based on my experiences which is like you know i and and look i, I there are there are people these stories are so told so often to mention that i don't feel bad telling them here but you know there's guys who have brought dolls with them that roll the dice for them <laughs> And then after the game, this is my friend a, Chucky. He's gonna roll the dice. <laughs> what you I don't really do specific and say what the doll is, but it's from a popular animated TV show. Um, uh-huh. Chucky. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's, it's Homer Simpson. But uh, oh, they roll the dice, and then afterward, he'd have you take a photo with him and like hold them and like Ugh. that i was like so listen i'm not taking a photo with any mementos that you brought i don't like there's yeah. gonna be no session with me and, and your dice rolling golf there's a lot of guys who it's not as often now but for a while there in, in the lancaster terms guys are just bringing like the baseball cards to go along with their apple cards uh, to show you like yeah. the photos of them and like at first i'm like oh, that's kind of cool i'm like but also why you know, <laughs> yeah or like somebody had one of those like it was like the starting nine statues of whatever team it was and he's just got it on the table it's kind of in the way you know these yeah. small tables that four guys are playing at so can we just put that on the floor like it's not really is it bringing you good luck um, you know lot. i kind of need to put the boards here to see right <laughs> right and your and statues guys, are in the way i got okay <laughs> lot, <laughs> like, you yeah, guys, guys uh everyone you have to turn your score sheets into the convention so that they can make sure if there's tiebreakers fine so i always say look i don't need to keep the score sheet so i'll keep score to give to the convention and guys want to keep their own stats perfectly fine i'm totally okay with that it gets to the point though where when the game ends and they're like hey how many strikeouts do you have because i want to make sure I, i'm like i don't know like six like, okay well it's six because i have seven like again doesn't really matter like i don't right. really think like, well, would you say that that run scored because of the error or was the was that an earned run i don't know man i that's up to you like it's your stats you know yeah, right i, I think that john hershen should have you do the stats for the entire tournament i think that I, there have been times that, where i'm like i actually don't want to play i'd rather just sit here at this table and float around while everyone else kind of plays and, and just chat people up and record the stats and if anybody comes over with a question just shut them down like hey man it's just apple just go play just hurry up yeah, yeah exactly play. it's just like roll <laughs> dice okay yeah like like you would literally say, you know, like an eight or nine year old could win the tournament. Okay, yeah. just go roll the yes. dice. Right. Yeah. I've known of so- nine year olds who've won tournaments. Okay. I personally yeah. know right. one that won this tournament, so it's right. not rocket science. Right. Go roll the dice. And, all right. People are like, oh, well, you've won two tournaments. Yeah, but it's been twelve years since I won a tournament. Like, let's take it easy. You know, like no one's right. still like, wow, the Dallas Cowboys are mm. a franchise to be old. Like, it's been a yeah. while. But- so, you know, when people come to play, and it's always the same joke, like, oh, I'm going to lose to the Wells kid. You're probably not, actually. It's, right. <laughs> Odds are. Not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's still a 50-50 chance. I mean, I didn't tell you to bring the 1984 Expos or whatever. Like, yeah. You're probably yeah. going to lose with that team. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes guys because... bring certain teams. They're like, well, I just can't roll anything. Well, you know, there's yeah, a reason. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. I like them though. Okay, great. I hope you like them that much to spend all day playing 10 games with your crappy team. Yeah, it's ridiculous. People are like, oh, he's the Messiah. Not really. I just brought a team that can hit and pitch. Like, it's a pretty simple formula. Yeah. 
No, you did. Did um, it says on your thing you've you have written stuff and uh, about okay. um, yeah. like um, so picking teams. Is that is what you've done? I, you I'm wrote the you, you wrote the Bible and the handbook on that. I'm glad you brought that up because it's <laughs> yeah. time it's time to debunk the myths of that article that I wrote for Apple. So so John, like I mentioned, he had asked me to write to record videos promoting the game, and I was like, I'm more I like to write things. He was like, Okay, well, why don't you write about the way that you choose your tournament team? I'm like, okay, but I bring the same team every year. So there's no real formula. Like, <laughs> so, so I don't know what you're expecting here, pal. But he's like, no, no, you must have something. Like, you know, the good teams. I'm like, yeah, because I just go on baseball reference. I'm like, oh, that team looks pretty good. Uh, like, I don't know. That's kind of yeah. it. Well, oh, I like Albert Pujols and Scott Rowland. Yeah, let's bring them. He's like, no. So, so I sat down. I was like, all right, let me put my best effort into this. So I try to come up with this, this, I wrote it all out, like this balanced formula. It took me like a week for some reason. I spent way too much time on this thing that I've never actually used, but I put it together <laughs> just going through all the tournament winners and losers and teams that I knew were good and weighing them through this formula I created. It actually spit out results that I was proud of. I was like, oh, this actually could be a good system if you use it. And I was like, hey, you're thinking about bringing this team. This team's actually not going to do well for you. But at the same time, like people will call me out, and be like, "What an idiot!" Like, yeah, we all know A is better than B, and so on. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you need a team that gets on base. Breaking news. I was like, yeah, I feel the same way. Man. Like, like, I'm not trying to profess that I'm an expert. Like, I, right. I agree with you. This is exactly how I feel. Because it's a 10 game sample size. You can win with anybody. Oh yeah, if right. The, if the seen it done, seen it done. No. If the owner of the company says to you, can you write an article about Appetite? I'm sorry that I'm not an established veteran who's gone through every card. The guy asked me, I said, what do you want me to tell you? I'm going <laughs> to write it. And I, I put the, like, so, and now it's on the website. Like he's written at length. Like, I guess I, <laughs> I wrote something <laughs> that I, I look. And again, the formula that I, that I made up worked. <laughs> But it's not, right. I don't advise anybody uses it because again, it's 10 <laughs> games. Like, and yeah. like, someone used it and was like, your formula said it was going to work. It's okay. I'm sorry. Like, oh, well. well and then tournaments <laughs> have different criteria for, oh, you got to have four starters. You got to do yeah. this. You can only do this and that. Well, yeah. you know, figure it out, you know. And I wasn't mm -hmm. like, well, what if this person subs in this player in the seventh inning? Like, my formula, like, I wasn't including that. And I wasn't taking the time to count the 14s on the starting nine guys that I thought were the best. Nine. I, I just, there was, I wasn't, yeah. mm -hmm. I didn't have the time. So, <laughs> you know, there's guys still today who are like, yeah, but you remember that thing you wrote? I'm like, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it to be my manifesto. Like that. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was fun. And I didn't realize it was going to be so controversial. You know, um, and, and that uh, on your scale is similar. To, we both will write stuff for the Apple blog and and you'll get people that will give you a feedback. And it's great. I mean, right. it's nice to get feedback, but you got to have a thick skin because you right. don't always hear what you want to hear. And there's also this idea that, that somehow you're doing this for a living. Or something, right. you know, like yes. <laughs> you yes. know, you yes. know, like I have another life, you know. I mean, yeah. Let me just put it on record: uh, we do this podcast for free. We write for the Apple right. blog for free. We do all that stuff for free. We do it because we like to do it. We don't right. like there do are it. people, and I don't yeah. want to call anybody out, but there are people out there who think that being the host or the moderator of the Delphi Forums page is like an elected official, like that's an esteemed position that Apple pays for, and that's not the case. Like <laughs> Kevin Clough does that because person needed somebody to do it and he trusted him. He's like, okay, sure. I have a real job. I'll do this too on the side for fun and to help mm -hmm. benefit the community. People are like, it shouldn't, we need to decide who should really do it. Like some people, 
in the past when I was young have said, I've gone through and read it. It was like, hey, when he gets old enough, he should take over the reins for the forum. No, I don't want to do that. Why would anybody assume that I want to moderate a forum for Apple? That's, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound like fun at all. Like, people are <laughs> yeah. miserable on that. <laughs> so, that, yeah, I, I definitely understand your point where people really think that this is we're all getting paid for this content by the company, even though the company is publicly like, hey, we need your support. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Who's about the convention? Oh, the convention seems like a bit of a cash grab. Yeah, man, this is a business. What, yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. expect? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would expect, you know, I, and we both would like to get to a convention soon, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I would expect to be able to walk in and maybe buy some product. Yeah. Because, you, you, you know, you, it's a company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I could he save does. on shipping. That'd be nice. It's amazing. Yeah. He says he'll, he has a, an order form and you just write down what you want. He goes, I think it's on Friday. He goes to the office, the warehouse gets all of it, loads it all up, brings it back, and then you just get it. Like he brings it all into the hotel for you, and that's it. That's you sweet. pay for him on the spot. Yeah. Or you mm -hmm. can go to the warehouse that day and just look at everything. And you, it's it's like, I can't think of a of a one to one analogy, but it'd be like going to like a kid in a candy store. You show up and you just want everything you see all of a sudden, and you are going to buy something. It's like, like going to Amazon, yeah. but <laughs> they give it to you right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what yeah, guys I, think I, about, you know, like right. you've been, I've been to the warehouse one time before too. And it, you know, it's like, a, like you say, a typical warehouse and people on either the forum, I'm sure they do. I'm not on there, but I know like on Facebook, I'm on there more. They act like it's friggin' Amazon, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is right. not a multi-billion dollar company. Okay. Yeah. They, they do the best they can. Right. In, I mean, they don't have, it. they don't have Apple prime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is it and, shipping? It's not Apple Prime. Okay. And I don't think people realize how close it has come to, to being gone a decade ago. You know, right, like, yeah. I think when, when nobody had faith in John Hurston when he first took it over, that was a big thing. Like Hurston was at the convent in the convention circles. And he knows this because we've talked about it is he was like a boogeyman. Like we didn't know who he was. We knew Skeet and Vera Lincoln and Mark Rinaldi who was the president. Those guys were at every tournament. Mark's wife helped run it. Like that was like the family of APA. And then there was 2010. My dad said, I'm about to, I graduated high school in 11. So my dad said, Hey, like you'll be in school, but we might not have a tournament next year because people are, there's rumors the company's moving. And then the company didn't move in 2010. So in 2011, everybody was like, this is it. You know, we just, the Bridesburg APA, Bridesburg Boys and Girls Club came. It was the first time we had that many kids. And it was like a landmark achievement for the tournament. And it was like, well, this is a, this is a shame because this is it. It's not going to be in Lancaster anymore. And everyone was kind of like, I can't believe this guy, this this jerk, is going to take this Lancaster tournament that's finally grown to a hundred plus people because it really ballooned, and he's going to move it to Atlanta. And I was one of those people because, again, like I said, I just got swept up. I was like, yeah, what an idiot! Like, what's he thinking? <laughs> Especially because I was like, look, Lancaster's twenty minutes from my house. I wanted Lancaster. I'm going to go to Atlanta uh -huh. or Alpharetta. But the first tournament comes around. And I look, I was 19, but I even I could tell like this actually makes sense. You know, the warehouse is right here now. And this guy doesn't seem like a jerk. Like I met once as soon as I met him, like, yeah. this guy seems pretty normal and a nice guy. And he definitely said he was kind of being made out to be this guy who only cared about money and was going to run the company to the ground. But it turns out with a small business, you should care about money. It will keep the business afloat. And so, uh, as I yeah. got older, I recognize I think that. I think you need an MBA for that. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, and, 
and and to, I, Randy Courier, who uh, is, if you come to a convention, he's the one who sends out the mailing list with the tournament details. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to to make fun. I like to razz Randy a little bit. Last year, I said um, I was playing a drinking game by myself. That was take a sip every time Randy Courier cries during the ceremonies and i finished my beer within three minutes because like the thing like it starts and he's like welcome back everyone he's crying already like the hall of fame he's like he can barely he can barely even open his eyes but so he's the best guy he's the best guy in the community but uh he raised his hand and he was like look john we all kind of were talking about you behind your back basically (laughs) like he said like look none of us were we all had our concerns what he means is like we all thought you were a jerk but it seems like you've got the company going in the right direction yeah and then, and for me personally, look, that first tournament in Alpharetta, he put me in the Hall of Fame right away. I was like, all right, this guy's great. Let's keep going. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> again, like, look, that first year, he's got to make the impression on me or I'm out. It's, it's one and done. That's know? right. You know, <laughs> right. If yep. I come there, I should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Which I, I think, to, I think if, if you come back, if you were to make yeah. it to the major leagues, like you start playing baseball, I mean, yeah. one game in the big leagues, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm one of those yeah. guys who you read like those Players Tribune pieces. Like he's like, I just couldn't get. I went 0 for four, and I was just done for a week. No, <laughs> you're but if if you scripted your major league baseball career, you would uh, have one at bat. It'd be a yeah. game winning walk off home run, and then you'd be done. No other yeah. at bats because yeah. that's it. You can't fail. Right. And then Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I I so think I we also have a clear idea on what your tournament theme would be, a one right. and done thing. Like yeah. you got to keep winning. As soon yeah. as you lose, yeah. you're done. <laughs> All right. The tournament game is 64. everyone else. Everyone else plays, and then there's a winner, and then I get to play the winner, but I get spotted five runs. And, uh, <laughs> if I win, it's over. That's actually a one and done tournament. If you did like the March Madness tournament, sixty-four yeah. teams, and you only get yeah. you play one game. And yeah. you just keep yeah. and go yeah. all the way. You get your final I think four. You have right. to do that online. You have to because if you yeah. said like, "Hey, I'm having this tournament in Memphis, and guys are coming," and it's like, "Hey, you right. paid for 20 minutes. All right, see you." <laughs> I think what you could do is, oh, you could each have two teams, but you know that the, as soon as they lose, they're done. Yeah. So, sure. so if like you had in, like in yeah. a different region, yeah, right. Yeah. But like you actually have two teams, which you never really get in a tournament. You know, mm-hmm. you might have a Cardinals team and you might have some Houston team or something, right? You yeah, know, and then you're, and then as soon as you might have both your teams going, but they might yeah. not, you know, that it could be I would think you'd have to have two teams on opposite sides of the bracket so that it's mm-hmm. possible they could be in the championship with, you know, yeah. you could do that, you know, you can match it up. At or what if in the, in the Abbott tournament, you play 12 games, it's a three man rotation. And you had two teams, but you had to, if you st- had one team, you had to finish their three-man rotation. So you have four opportunities to flip your team. So if you're mm-hmm. like looking at your schedule and you see, oh, I'm going to play some tougher teams. I might use the team I have with great pitching, whereas these teams oh, are maybe I'll use oh, great yeah. hitting. That's that cool. I like that. Yeah. Where you can yeah. toggle back and forth with your team. So where you it's can just only like use Team Weber or Team, you know. Yeah, you know, right. Team Wells, like, you know, because what they write on the standings, just like I'm sure at the regional tournaments, they write your name and then underneath it, like for me, Wells, 04 Cardinals, but it would say like 04 Cardinals slash, I don't know, 53 Dodgers, something like that. Uh-huh. Right. And then, I, you know, you're playing me and you're like, which one, who are you using against me? I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this Dodgers team. You know, mm-hmm. it's something like that. That would be mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. and then you'd have the more regretful. Oh, I should have gone with I should have right. gone with my yeah, other team. Yeah. You know, gone with the uh, Cardinals. they would have beat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that would but be fun. That, would that be fun. actually would be really a cool theme. I like that. Yeah. I think we came up with something there. Yeah. yeah. What's <laughs> ironic too about this is I know we're joking. Like the, the the last thing I want to do when I go to these tournaments is win. I know that sounds really ridiculous, but like I just don't want 
any more of like, oh, now it's the only three times. I don't need that anymore because I really mm -hmm. just want to blend in. Like, I, I just, that's what I would love. I would love to show up to these tournaments, say hello to the new guys, say hi to the people that are like my family at this point and not have it to be like a big ceremony. I, I'm good. You know, again, it's been a long time since I was nine years old. That's, yeah, that's right. I say that to John every year, but yeah. Yeah, because I know there are guys. Who, you know, who you're just like you're. You're like one of the Beatles, and you just made it big. And then like it's it's like 20 years now, and you're like, yeah. man, I'm just a different person now. You know, it's not what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, I don't know the Beatles well enough, but I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm like Ringo. Like again, mm -hmm. just leave me alone. You yes. know, just focus on John and Paul. Like just, right. I'm good. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Because I know there are going to be people who listen to this and think, man, this all this guy cares about is winning time. No, it's completely the opposite. I well, you know, you're just such a big winner. You've won a couple of times. You don't need to win anymore. You know? right. That's, I, it's the, because when people, if you've never done it, which again sounds really pompous to say, but if you've never, I wish I had If you've always play. been a loser. If you just lose all the time. Because Maybe you like they write... say in Talladega Nights, if you're not yeah. first, you're last. You're last. <laughs> right. I think you should write a new article about how to pick the worst team for a tournament. No, no, no. So I got you... the headline. How not to be a loser at an amateur <laughs> tournament. Yeah, yeah. I've won the tournament. You can too. Yeah. Um, Look, no. a nine-year-old can win it. Come on. <laughs> yes. But uh, let me start to say my point without it sounding very <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so Saturday you play all day and it's really loud and that's what makes it fun is it's everyone's rolling dice and it's great sound. You guys have been to regional tournaments, so you know that part. But then Sunday is when they do the semifinals and the finals and it's kind of like the NFC and AFC championship and then the Super Bowl where you've got your or maybe, let's say let's say the ALCS and the NLCS one because it's baseball and two because those leagues are a lot more separated. So you've got your AL fans. They're all it's a group on one side of the room watching the one semifinal and all you hear is that dice roll and the murmurs over there and then you've got the same thing so you'll be on one side of the room and there's a big home run half the room's over there yelling and you mm -hmm. kind of falter over there to find out what's happening and then eventually everyone trickles over and that part's really cool and then the championship is usually around like a 10 11 a.m people are getting ready to leave for their flights but everyone's in the room saying goodbye and standing around so it's 60 people standing around you playing apple face to face in you and you can't you have tunnel vision on the table because you can only focus on what's happening right in front of you and it's dead silent aside from the dice roll and like the shuffling of paper it's no like no one everyone it's weird because it's not a tennis match like you can talk but everyone's whispering like mm -hmm. everyone's like like oh it's like bottom four it's two two mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like oh, he just gave up a three-run homer. Don't mention it. Make a little golf clap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's really surreal, and it's really, really cool. And uh, Brian's um, I, to roll some good dice rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so I, wa I did want to tell this story, too, because a good friend of mine, the commissioner of the league, I'm in John Kalaus. He's known as the cooler. Uh, have you guys seen that on the boards at all, the cooler? I've seen that, yeah. 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 With him. Uh -huh. So, the, do you guys know the story on that at all? I don't no. know. If he's talking. Go ahead. Okay. So, the story is uh, it's 10 years ago, the tournament, one of the last tournaments in Lancaster. Uh, it was the year after the New York Times had come, and John Duke had won his second championship that year. So, it was like I was going to hopefully face Duke in the tournament that year. We both were two times. That was like what I was looking forward to. But he wasn't able to make it. And the irony is, I, I made the playoffs and I made the championship, but I. John Duke wasn't there. So I go up against uh, Ron Siemens, who's a great guy. Everyone's a great guy, but I still feel like I have to say it. Um, 
and also I shouldn't say that not everyone is a great guy. Let's make that clear. But uh, this guy was, and and I I am as nervous as ever. And I won. It's a best of five series. I won the first two games, and Pengy, who I've mentioned a few times, he brought like the Seattle Pilots, which is what sixty nine Pilots is that mm-hmm. their first year, mm-hmm. and he did that for fun. And he won one game, and he beat John Kalaus. So everyone was saying his John's dice were ice cold because he lost to the Seattle pilots. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I leave my team on the table because why would I take my team with me to the bathroom? <laughs> Cause that's kind of weird. <laughs> and I come back to sit down and I'm a wreck because I'm one game away from winning this championship. It doesn't And John leans in and he's like, Hey Brian, I touched your dice. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I took your dice out of your cup and I touched it. And I said, why did you do that? <laughs> he was like, well, I, I lost to the Seattle Pilots. My dice are ice cold. Now your dice are ice cold. And I don't know if I managed two runs in the next three games. I got completely swept out. Ron won the championship three games to two. And it was unbelievable. Like I, I had like a one hitter and a four hitter, and I just could not roll the dice. And so everybody started calling him the cooler because – it, people like it, who knows if I hadn't gotten them to go to the bathroom, maybe I would have won the championship. It's weird. Yeah, but that's uh, that's so everyone. That's that always makes me laugh. That's and the, then when you got back to your your room, um, there was a horse head in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then for some strange reason, the tournament moved to Atlanta. Something about the hotel said they yeah. <laughs> some violent outburst that occurred, and they weren't was too li- they were liable to host it from then on. So. John hasn't heard from again, actually, ironically. (laughs) Well, that's great. Hey, it's been um, great talking with you. And um, and I'm sure we can talk again and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to meet up with you sometime at at one of these tournaments and stuff, too. But, um, you know, talking tournaments is good. I know that uh, there's lots of fun things that can happen with those and and we and you know at some point when we start seeing more of the regionals happening we're going to talk to some um some of the people that run those too and and try to get them on our show and and just kind of talk about the process and stuff i mean that's happened before but um but those are always interesting i i don't think i'd want to i mean i can we can always come up with ideas for a tournament running tournaments this seems like a lot of a lot of work you know Yeah, yeah it does yeah. It's so, like hosting the Christmas party or just going to somebody else's yeah. house. And I'm too ready to make jokes. Like a guy comes yeah. to me with a serious complaint. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. man, t- right. take it easy. Like that's not what anybody right. mentioned the commissioner of the tournament. Like right. I'm, yeah. too, I'm too ready to, to make it a farce. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. but we really appreciate you uh, being on, on the show and um, I'm sure we'll talk to you again. You know, yeah. Man, yeah thank to, you guys. And yeah. again, I just, I would leave it by only saying like, I hope anybody listens to this who has any negative perception of the convention just shows up one year and tries it because there's so much more going on than just baseball and everyone is extremely welcoming. The food is really good, which matters to me. Mm-hmm. And the people, people are really funny. When I first started, it was a lot of inside jokes, but over time, you know, those jokes evolved to, I understand it. Like I'm on the inside of those jokes too, or the jokes are about me or whatever. And, and that happens to everybody. It's not, there's no tertiary people there. Everyone's part of the in crowd of the convention. So I do hope to see you guys there and, and anybody because it's what's going to keep the reason I think people who go to the convention go in the hall of fame is because I think that's the biggest revenue stream in a solo event as opposed like maybe the long, a lot of money off of it. I think it'll help keep the business alive for as long as all of us are alive. So I think it's really important, but I appreciate yep. you guys letting me talk about it. I really do. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, no yep. problem. No Anytime. Problem. It's great to have you on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
All right. Well, uh, once again, we'd like to uh, thank Brian for coming on and talking with us. Um, it was really a fun time talking yes, with him. Yes, very fun. I think a, a, a funny, entertaining interview for sure. Yeah, I was uh, going through and just kind of editing a couple little parts of it and uh, just chuckled a couple times at things that were said. Um, you know, I, I particularly liked the part where he talks about how we always have to bring up something about app of basketball and almost every episode it, mm -hmm. it almost is like a gag or something i think it's kind of funny um but i'm glad he's not only is he a great guy to talk to but also a listener so you know gives you some a fan feedback. of the show a fan of the show we love it yeah um so uh we do appreciate that and long time um, listener first time caller yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have a lot of callers. Yeah, we, no, we, we had, don't have we had Dom, um, yes, but right. uh, um, but we don't do anything live, so that's kind of kind of rough there. Speaking of rough, um, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Here we are. It's um, Father's Day. It's June 21st, and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen draft just ended today. It started June 6, mm -hmm. just over two weeks, and I um, I don't know what my life's going to be like with this void of not being um, looking when, at the draft all the time. Round 40 ended with me picking Cy Seymour, and my championship team is complete. So I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, I, I think that's when I selected Charlie Huff in the 40th round. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. I should have got Reggie Jackson to take him deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, last pick the uh, of the draft, the one thousand two hundred eightieth pick by Lewis Berry was Dave Philly, Mister uh, Insignificant. Yes. yes. So he was the last guy to go. To be honest, have you ever heard of Dave Philly? I've never heard of. Him. Uh, no, and I, you know, I've heard a lot of people, but no, I haven't. I mean, I there were some him. good last picks, you know, or notable people that people have heard of: Brandon Belt, Jason Giambi went in the last round. Yeah. Um, Harvey Keene. Yeah, um, people like good. that. That's a good 40th round pick there. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Um, but then there's some people that you know. Some of some people I think were just finding a name like Homer Smoot. You know, like yeah. they're just I'm going to go with that or uh, Dick Tidro. Yes, uh, I don't know what that's all about. Um, or Woody Held. You know, really? I mean, yeah. that's that's. I mean, you know, I, because <laughs> Woody I think Held. Yes. <laughs> Woody Held. Yes. I, what? Uh, what? What are they getting at? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what that is. It's just a funny name. Uh, Dizzy Dismukes. You know, yes. these are real people. Or Bill Hinchman. You know, so there's some. Uh, well, I didn't see Dick Pole in the draft, but if he would have been, I might have picked him last. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's that's the got best it. baseball name ever, Dick Pole. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, that could be another thing people could let us know about. You know, but um, yeah, it, that's that's funny. It's um, there's some people with some good senses of humor in this leg uh, BBW league that we're in, um, but we finally all have our teams. And now we can maybe maybe by July we might play some games. We might get we might play a series or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how yeah. it goes. So, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, and you know, a little bit in Apple news, just to kind of finish off. We uh, we're wonder you know, on a, a few of our conversations we've had with people over Apple Golf in the last couple episodes, uh, the DC Metro course was questionable it was not being offered for sale from the company anymore and kevin and i both found pretty much 
brand new copies that we purchased yeah. through Excellent eBay. condition copies for sure. Yeah. Um, but since it was a course on the TGA Tour, there was some concern that that might be hard to get. Yeah. Um, but now um, the spiral bound version of it is available. Uh, back in stock from the game company. Yep. So, so I think that's go. good. And that is the first course to be played um, when the TG season for 2021 starts. The January 10th, January 17th um, tournament mm -hmm. is at DC Metro. So if you're thinking about doing that and, uh, you know, you should, you know, how would you do that? Well, you would, you should join the Facebook group, the TJ Tour, and uh, eventually Bruce, who we interviewed, is and Dara is going to um, send out, you know, a message saying, "Hey, you know, who wants to be in the 2021 Tour?" and let me know. And then they're going to have a draft of the different players, and there you go. So, the courses you would need just for the regular tour: DC Metro, of course. Then the next one's Pacific Canyon. The next one's Empire. The next one is Sand Hills. And then, of course, they always do the DJ Masters at Magnolia. And then it finishes up at Wicker Basket. So if you have those ones, you'll be set. Um, unfortunately, none of those come with the game. <laughs> so if right. you buy the game, you're going to get Gopher uh, Lakes or Lynx or whatever the heck they call it. Uh, you get that one. Now, they have match play stuff, you know, for the top finishers and everything, which you don't have to do. I mean, you don't have to do any. You don't have to do all of them. But um, so... The match plays are at Rubber City, Badger Lynx, which is one that comes with it, and Steel City. So if you wanted to have everything, you need all those. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, that's kind of what they got. So it's it's good that DC Metro is back in stock so people can get that and get going on it. It's a, um, you know, congressional is what it's based on, and it's a popular course that is used mm -hmm. frequently. Yeah. Right. So, um you know, you can kind of try to space out maybe orders or something if you want to do that, or just pick a few that you want to participate in. Yeah, for, maybe you only uh, want to do two or something. Right. Um, but um, we're looking forward to that at some point. You know, that'll be months from now, but it'll come up quicker than people realize. Um, so um, that. And there was another comment on there just recently, too, that um, some people were talking about because a lot of times the players are picked from the all time great golfers, which is fine. And they proposed a potentially a secondary season using like the new card set, let's say, you know, like 2019 mm. or 2000, you know, whatever, 2020. And um, Bruce said on the Facebook poll that he might take a, a poll at some or Facebook group, sorry, that he might take a poll sometime in August or September to see, you know, about what people think about Interest that and some other things. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're interested in Napa Golf, you should definitely join the TJ Tour Facebook group so you can keep up with stuff that's happening. And that's, it's actually a good way to get rolling with it. Like, you don't have to jump in and make a bunch of comments or something. You yeah, can just read over stuff. You can see what people are, are doing. Um, and that can get you going in the right direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, so good stuff. Uh, we... Um, you know, enjoyed our conversation with Brian. We uh, got to talk about a few other app of things, and um, I think that puts a wrap on this this episode. Unless there's something yep. else that's on your mind, Kevin. I think that's it, man. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we thank you all for listening, and keep rolling.
Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.